Welcome back to the Ship It Show, part two of the Cat Bat Ship, which was just such bat a good cat. ship. We bat cat. cat, cat bat, bat cat, bat cat, bat cat. Welcome back to the Ship It Show, where we <laughs> had to do a two-parter because Bat Cat is such a huge <sighs> ship, and um, there's just so much beautiful stuff to dive into. We wanted to break it up into two episodes, so here we go. Welcome back. I mean, I just want like, all of you guys to talk about any experiences you've had at cons where these well, fans are I have one, and Kevin can attest to this as well. We have fans that are, they follow us. Literally, if we do a con in New York and then Chicago and then San Diego, we'll see the same people there. But there's this one guy, sweet, sweet man, who will come with his family and they'll all come and they'll ask art. And then he wants us to autograph his shoulder which he has an appointment for as soon as you finish autographing, he goes to his tattoo artist and has it tattooed. So he's got all of our autographs on his shoulder all over. It's just, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's, it's a little obsessive, but uh, I remember, and I'm sure Kevin, you have a million of these stories. I'm sure you all do. This one kid came up to me and he was probably 20 years old. He was black. He was, one of the sweetest fans I've ever had an exchange with. And he came up and he was kind of nervous. You could tell he was nervous, but he was kind of a tough guy. And he said, I, I just want to tell you, I, I don't have enough money for an autograph, but I just wanted to tell you that my life was literally going in the toilet. There was no question I was going to become a member of a gang and I was probably going to die before I was 25 years old. And then I found Batman, the animated series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which just changed my life. And, yeah. and I, I, I wish I could say that I knew specifically what it was that clicked with him. I don't know. But whatever it is, he changed his life. And and was this sweet young man standing in front of me. So, of course, I gave him an autograph and a picture of me for free. So, like, please take this and can I buy you lunch? This is so lovely. <laughs> expressing that personal growth, personal growth, that was inspired by a cartoon that we worked on. Well, I, th I think that we all underestimate the difficulty uh, of a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's childhoods. Mm -hmm. um, people grow up in extraordinary situations. And to, to realize that an animated character that you did was a safe place for a kid, was a harbor for a kid in a violent situation. And then they come up to you 20 years later and say, you're the reason I got out of that. Um, it's extraordinary for an actor because, you know, an actor, you're doing a performance. You're, you're, you're giving your heart to the role, but it's a performance. But to find out that you actually affected a life, um, man, is that a blessing? For the it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Not just affected a life, but for the better. That's but I had a, a young woman who said she had grown up in the projects on the south side of Chicago. She said, every kid I grew up with is either in jail or dead. She said, I have a life. I have a family. And it's because I had Batman every afternoon. Isn't that something? I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it amazing. It, really it affected is. so many lives. Every day, every day we get emails and direct messages online about how what we're doing is making people's lives better and getting them through the hardest times and saving lives, which is, is such a wild concept to, to be like in a vocal booth, having fun, joking around. And then that, that energy actually helps save somebody's life. It's like, wow. I know. What are I, know. I know. I know. It's extraordinary, isn't it? It's it is. wonderful. It is. There, there's a guy so that, lucky. there's a, yeah, there's definitely some weird, uh, moments at Comic-Cons where there are people that follow you from con to con to con and I'm grateful for those people but there's this one guy 
<laughs> Long shows up with no shirt. He's always having he's always having a sign, uh, you know, on his on his body. But it's like <laughs> every time he just comes with no shirt and has a sign on his body. Oh, I mean, you, know, you got to work with no shirt all the time. <laughs> Good it's hot in here. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! You do. It's hot in here. You do. And actually, Gray, you've dressed up as Catwoman. Yeah. Have you? Oh yeah. I took. I'll send you a photo. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe oh, Luke oh. can share it in the chat if you find it. Luke. I mean, I have Tara's face tattooed on my butt. It's, so. We know. We know. We know. Um, you want to see? Guys- no, nobody oh. wants. No, no, oh. nobody wants. No, 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 no. Do you, do you find that acting is therapy for you guys? Because I, I, I mean, I had a really weird childhood. My mother suffered from mental illness, and there was abuse in my family. You know, um, and which I took the brunt of a, a lot of different kinds of abuse, and worked it out through. You know, I, I was a stripper. I had, I have like, I have a very similar storyline to Catwoman. My mother's mentally ill, and she was an addict, and there was, you know, a lot of uh, just. A, I could not wait. I left home at, at 15 because my acting teacher at the time saw bruises on my body and said, I'm going to call the police if you don't let her come live with me. So I went and lived with my, with my theater teacher in high school. Um, wow. I was raised by my grandmother until um, until she she had to... Anyway, long story. But anyway, um, I, don't you find this is therapy? Because I... 100%. I mean, <laughs> oh, look yeah. how similar your life story is to, to Selena. And, and yeah. there's all these parallels that you can reach into as an actor. For me, for sure, I always say like, Harley at a video game session is my therapy because I scream and say everything I want to say. And also she, her origin story, she's an abused woman coming into her own power now. And I feel like my life is totally like mirrored hers. And I think we all have parts of our characters in us, which helps that translate. I mean, it's definitely therapy getting in there. And also we feel like once we become these characters an attachment to them and like, I really, I, I I could get in trouble for this because I do have other friends in the voiceover world, but I only hear Kevin doing Batman. He is my only Batman. Like anytime I hear anyone else doing that, I'm like, no, no, that's not Kevin. It makes me really angry. And (laughs) I feel sorry for other Batmen who show up at cons because the fans are so depressed. Yes, you you are. And we've all seen it at cons. Kevin is lined up around the block. He gets up on his chair. Oh, do you want to give everyone? Give everybody one. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. (laughs) And the crowd goes wild. They go nuts. Actually, everybody here is so giving at cons of yourself. You're constantly talking to these people. And it's beautiful. And Gray and I both, I think, suited up to surprise the fans. But (laughs) um, Kevin, you actually got to suit up for a gig. Oh, for a gig, yes. Mm-hmm. You want to I talk did about the, that? The uh, crossover, uh, Crisis oh, right, on Infinite right, right. Earth. Right. I did old Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and uh, it was fascinating on the on the Batwoman uh, series right, on series, CW. Right. And uh, they did a crossover episode with all their different shows, and I did old Bruce Wayne. Oh, cool! And it was this image of him in a exoskeleton, which I guess happens in in the um, comic books. He gets, um, he kills Superman, and in the battle, his spine is broken. So he, in order to move, he creates this exoskeleton, which is this like robotic suit that he moves in, Bruce Wayne. So I was playing these scenes in this, you know, like 
robot suit. But uh, it was such an interesting take on the role because uh, you have to ask yourself, what happens to Bruce Wayne in the future? He gives and 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 he never gets any love in his life. He's a giver, but he never gets that well replenished. So what happens to someone like that when they're 80? Um, what is the result? And this writer's take on it was he's, he's, a, he's a bitter, angry, broken old man. And the fans did not like that. A lot of them were very angry about yeah, that. Yeah. But it was yeah. a really fascinating color to play for me. It was a fascinating area to, to research, you know, to, to play this angry, bitter old Bruce Wayne. Um, but I know a lot of the fans were angry about it. Wow. Yeah, they, remember the fans when we get made, so angry uh, all the time. Why do they, fans, they get know, so angry? They're, they're so, it's so personal to them, which I love. That's, they're invested, and that's yeah. excellent. Uh, but we, when we talk about the love connection with um, uh, Bruce Wayne, we, we made a movie that I personally really like. It's called, um, I'm going to totally forget it, Kevin. Which one is the one with Andrea in it? Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. Which I think was the very first movie we ever made. It was the first one. It was a feature. With Andrea Beaumont. Yeah. Exactly. Which was named after me just so that we could have a moment where Kevin could say, as Bruce Wayne, who was really sick. Oh, Andrea. Because she had had to help him. He was was like, Andrea. Andrea. (laughs) Um, But we did play with that. And that was Dana Delaney, who played your love interest in that. And and we did did play with that concept of of Bruce Wayne or Batman having a, a, a love interest who's not in the superhero world and all that. And... And what we find out in that story, I think, is that it doesn't work. His life will not allow for that kind of personal relationship with a woman. It just doesn't. His fate, doesn't his fate pulls him back. Be alone. It sounds That's like my good. life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, too many catwomans. <laughs> it's nice. We've tried many times to add love to that scenario. And yeah. that man's love is not meant to be. It's so complicated Easy. because the characters so are so complicated. Well, right? his drama wouldn't exist if he found love. Correct. He can't. He, he can't peace. find love and still he have, have that. Peace. He can't Correct. have peace in his soul and still be Batman. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love I love that dynamic between the two of them too because she's the bad guy and he's the good guy. There's like a bunch of alternate universes where she's the good guy and he's the bad guy, whatever. But they do have this really. Very like sexy cat and mouse relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can I? T- I have to. T- get, okay, speaking of other Batmans, there's another Batman that during this pandemic we we we've been having these like Zoom meeting like Zoom cocktails and like you know and then Uh-oh. I went to his. I know I went to his house, but because we have. You're to- cheating on me. You are cheating <laughs> on me. Wow. And you are bragging. You are uh, bragging about it. This it is, is not shocking. where I saw this going. This is, it is not shocking. Right. I'm sorry, not Kevin. Right. I'm very sorry. Oh, we yeah, laughed just... about it. I've gone up to his house and I sit on my own blanket in his yard and he makes these amazing meals and everything. But like we eat very far apart and he's super cute and we're super attracted to each other, but we're probably never going to act on it. And I said, let's never mess around because because this is so fun. Like if we. If, well, who is it? I said. I, well, I mean, nothing's ever going to happen. Reno Romano. Uh, <laughs> Reno's a sweet boy. He was I, Batman. 
I've had a crush Batman. on him since You the- heard it here first. I know. Unbelievable. Nothing, Kevin. Kevin, you're still my number one crush. You're still Thank you. Thank yes, you. Pudden. Yes, Pudden. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. yes. But no, nothing's ever going to happen, but we joked about it because I was like, this is just like Batman and Catwoman. Like, all the energy's there, but we're never going to act on it, so it's just going to be fun forever. But they, ha- but they have acted on it a little well, bit. I know, but we haven't, like, but they're mm-hmm. never going to, like, really, I mean, I don't know, so far, I haven't really, really sealed it. So, you know. Right, right, right. right. Okay, I've got to get, the, I've gotta get the address of this Ooh. Reno Vermont. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. But it, it is true. It, I, another reason I love Kevin's... Um, um, Batman is I'm just a fan of the darker versions of Batman so anything too silly isn't as appealing to me which is funny considering we love doing Teen Titans Go and that whole world but Batman in particular I like it dark and I just love uh, how believable and authentic and every it's like so meant to be Kevin that you were Batman are Batman I, I hope you, know, you do it till you're 120 and he will he will speaking, uh, of, speaking of playing do I was, gonna, I was wondering do we have fanfic for them to, to, to we, play we like do that? but we do but first we're gonna bring in a quick guest for a little five minute spiel because we are talking about cons and um let's bring Casey in for a minute Casey <laughs> I'm sure you guys have all met Casey. Um, so just for everyone, if you want to tell everybody your Twitter and Instagram handle and what you do so that people understand why I adore you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. This is, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh, my handles for everything is uh, Hospital Batman. Just all one word. Um, every social media is basically set up like that. So, um, and who I am, uh, I'm just a cosplay volunteer. I'm, I've been doing that for about four years now. Um, uh, pretty much strictly as Batman. I visit children's hospitals. So we have two here in the Denver area. Um, do MS walks, uh, make a wish events. We do the Tim Tebow's Night to Shine um, annually, and. So basically just kind of jump into whatever charity events that uh, we're welcome to be a part of. And that's just kind of in a real small nutshell. If you get a chance, check him out. It's so beautiful that you go to these hospitals and chat with these kids. Have you guys met at a con ever? Casey, Kevin, Casey? Have I met you? No. I don't think I have. We have not. I think I've met Casey at a con. Yeah. So this is a treat for Casey. Nice. Um, and maybe you want to just tell us really quickly why you chose Batman and what it what it means to you. And the quickest story I could go through was that uh, my family and I are, are what I call frequent flyers to Children's Hospital. Um, my 15 year old um, is a high functioning autistic. Um, we have a son um, who had a laundry list of uh, neurological abnormalities. Uh, he passed away at the age of three um, oh. in 2010. Oh, sorry. Um, and then a year later, we had our daughter, Olivia, which uh, you met a couple years ago. Um, she has very similar neurological disorders. Um, but like I said, we, we frequented the hospital a lot. And uh, one instance, um, my daughter was in for influenza and uh, we went to go visit with our son. Actually, we were kind of hoping that she would get out that day and um, she didn't. Uh, my son was kind of had a meltdown and uh, kind of right there in the lobby of the hospital. But then Captain Jack Sparrow showed up and pretty much flipped his whole day around. Wow. 
Yeah, it was incredible. Um, and he was an amazing uh, character. Um, he had all the, he had a great suit and, a, and great props. He had the whole compass and everything. And, and like I said, his whole day flipped. And that kind of flipped a switch in me that, that, well, first of all, it, it, it took away that few seconds of realizing where we were. It made me forget that we were in the children's hospital. It made me forget that my daughter's upstairs um, dealing with the flu and uh, that my son just had a meltdown. Like that was just kind of an escape. And so that kind of got me started on the whole path. And then, oh, about five years ago, um, I was in a uh, local costume shop and they had a dark night suit. Um, relatively cheap you know and uh, I, p I picked it up it was like $300 but my wife was like you know if you're going to spend that on a Halloween costume you have to find something extra to do with it <laughs> and um, since the the Tim Burton 89 Batman I always loved that suit I love the way Keaton portrayed the character um, and so I kind of you know I made weak attempts to make it as a child um, and then so when I had the opportunity to, to pick up a suit I was really excited about it um, I had a couple hurdles uh, right off the bat. Um, one was that the children's hospital, I, I contacted them about being a volunteer. I signed up, um, I talked to the volunteer director, and at that time, um, because of the proximity of children's hospital to the Aurora Theater shooting, uh, Batman currently wasn't allowed at the hospital. Oh, wow. They were a level one trauma center and they treated some of the victims. So. Oh my God. So that at that time, the director had assured me, she's like, we're, re -meet, we're, we're meeting again with it at um, the end of the year. And uh, she kind of felt confident that that would be allowed. And then uh, she asked me what my suit was made of. And it hadn't even occurred to me at that time that uh, to be aware of what it was made of. And when I came home and discovered that the whole suit was made out of latex, which is not allowed at the children's hospital just due to the allergies. Allergies. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, a whole additional path with a, uh, a GoFundMe project. Uh, to buy a whole new suit, uh, which I had custom made, and it was a rubber urethane, and, and that, that whole path just kind of kept going um, and really took off. And within like three weeks, I had the funds for the suit. Um, about six weeks later, I had the suit, and uh, that night, actually, um, when I received the suit, my daughter had an overnight sleep study at the hospital, so she became my first visit. Oh. <laughs> oh, so in the suit so yeah um and choosing batman was for me when a lot of people talk about especially the, the people i work with when we go to see these kids they they ask me how i keep it together because you see some of these kids and uh the, the not necessarily suffering but the just the issues that they're going through i mean they're stuck in the hospital you know they're you know anywhere from infancy to 18 years old and uh, they're dealing with something. And so a lot of people ask me how I deal with it. And I always kind of joke with them. It's like, that's why I wear the mask. Because you can't, mm -hmm. you don't get all those emotions. And, and really for, for me, Batman is a, is a character that can hide all of that. Um, good, bad, sad, happy. I mean, you know, the only happy you get is the, the little, the little Bruce right. Wayne smile. Yeah. Right. So, so really for me, that was just, it was, it was an easy way to maintain this strength of a superhero while hiding everything that was going on inside. So that was really kind of the, the basis for that was kind of like that. I can, I can visit all these kids. I can be this 
iconic character, of course, you know, when you're, when you're around for 81 years, everybody loves you, knows you, all the kids. I mean, I have parents that stop me. They're like, Oh, can I just take a picture with you instead? And, you know, <laughs> and some of the, especially with some of the kids that are in isolation or, or, um, in the, the cancer ward and stuff like that. A lot of those times we can't go see them because of their immune systems are so compromised. So a lot of parents would be like, well, like, I want to take a picture with you and then I'll just show my kid. Aww. Even if they, even if they won't be jealous, they'll still, they'll still want to see that. And then they I love that. Casey, I love that you do that. Thank you for doing that. I love wow. all the organizations that go into the hospitals and that help the kids. Have you guys seen the um, the magic wheelchair, those guys? And they made a Batmobile. They turned kids' wheelchairs into um, yes, amazing yes. costumes. And, yes. Yeah, they're just so, so, so cool. I don't know. Do you have any questions for Kevin? Oh, my. Um, you put me on the spot for that. Um, there's probably a thousand. Um, I've... You know, I was a product of the 80s. So growing up in the 90s, you know, the voice of Batman was was Mr. Conroy there. So um, and then going into the Arkham game series, um, that was something me and my son shared a lot. And so um, having having your voice has just been uh, it's, it's always been like the staple. It's kind of like the, the, the baseline for how to speak like Batman. You're going <laughs> to love this. You're going to love this story, Casey, on on. Uh, uh, Weekends, I used to do volunteer work at a uh, foster facility east of L.A. in a city called Beaumont. It's about an hour and a half out in the desert. And um, each weekend, we would take the kids to Disneyland or um, uh, Universal Studio or up into the mountains to go hiking. We do It was like once a month. You'd take the kid and you'd have a kid that you would um, mentor. So I did this for a few years. And... Um, at one point, about a few months into it, my first year, um, the kids somehow found out what I did. I never told anybody, but someone figured it out. And Halloween was coming, and this facility they lived in, which was like a junior college campus, there were lots, there were hundreds of kids there. These were kids who were, who were not placed yet in the system. They were living at this facility. And um, the Halloween event was coming up. And they said, oh, 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 Kevin, would you wear this? Would you wear your, your suit? I said, what are you talking about? Your, your suit, your, your bat suit, would you wear it for the Halloween party? And I said, I'm the voice of the character. <laughs> Do you get it? I'm the voice. And he said, oh, come on, you got to wear the suit. So I thought, you know, I'm going to surprise them. So I went to a Hollywood costume shop and I bought a bat suit. Oh. Right? And, I, and, I, and I thought, well, you can't... Um, like get there and then go into the bathroom and put it on, right? So you have to arrive as Batman. So <laughs> I dressed as Batman and it's like eight in the morning and I'm driving from LA out into the desert in my Volvo station wagon with my <laughs> Batman hat on and the cape. And the cars on the 10 freeway and the truckers were getting such a blast out of this. People were honking their horns and these truckers going, hey, Batman! Tell, tell, uh, tell Alfred to clean your car. You know, all of this crap on the 10 freeway. And then I get out of the car at this facility and I came up the hill and they came flying out of the place. You did it. You did it. Bad man's here. And they just tackled me. They tackled me. And it was the that. feeling that you must get when you arrive as Batman in the bat suit. This incredible outpouring of love that is directed at this character, you know, that you're embodying. 
Uh, it's such a powerful image, but it's the only time I've ever won the bat suit. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. All right. We are saying goodbye to Casey and Gray. Yeah. Um, okay. Guys, thank you so you much for joining us. It was so much thank fun. And Casey, thank you for all you do. And Gray, do you want to tell everybody yeah, where they can find you. you on social media before you go away? Oh, yes. Um, I uh, yeah, it's just uh, at Gray Delisle Griffin on Instagram. I had to get a new Instagram because I uh, couldn't get into the old one anyway. Um, and Twitter is just I think it's gr- at Gray Delisle. I have so many names. I should stop getting married, but I probably <laughs> will. <laughs> just marry Batman already. Just marry Batman. For real. Okay, Mary Arena. Okay, you heard it first. I'm Gray Romano on Facebook. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. All right, you guys. Thank Bye, guys. You. Bye, Casey. Thank you. Thank you. Every week we have someone on who cosplays as these characters, and we usually have like a hot chick. So I'm like, oh, let's do like the hospital Batman guy. <laughs> that was a great idea. Yeah. What a story. What a story. Yeah, great oh. story. No, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. Do you guys have anything you would like to add? Did you want to read this fanfic? This if feeling? you want to, but Andrea has to be Catwoman now. Is this just a like a cold read? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. yes so. Your okay. turn. Your turn. Okay. Read. Hey, Tara, you be me. You be um, the director and read the stage okay. directions that we need to know. Okay. Okay, I will be the director. Go for it. Okay. The Batcave. Catwoman lies unconscious on a hospital bed, her arm in a sling. Batman sits by her side, staring at the floor. Suddenly, she wakes, her eyes alert as she scans her surroundings. When she sees Batman, she relaxes into the bed. How are you feeling? Lousy. Two-Face must have had one of the bombs on the backup detonator. It went off right as you were climbing the tower. I tried to catch you, but I'm sorry. Hopefully, you should be healed in a few weeks. It's over, isn't it? What's over? The good old days. The rooftop chases, the heists, the ambushes. You've gone soft on me. You were assisting in the prevention of a major crime and apprehending a dangerous- Oh, shut up. Outstanding warrants aside, you could have checked me into any public hospital. Instead, you let me into your home. You could have cuffed me to the bed and tracked down Two-Face. Instead, you watched over me while I slept. And the crown jewel, you actually just muttered the words, I'm sorry. Tell me, world's greatest detective, what am I supposed to think? I think you need rest. Something's grown between us. You know it, even if you can't admit it. And as much as I love a good cat and mouse, I'm sick of running from it. It would never work, Selena. This mask is a promise. No matter what I might feel, I can't change my plan. I'm not asking you to change. I'm just asking you to let me in. Make me part of your promise. Look, it's not like we're getting married. We can take it slow, feel things out while... Calmly and resolutely, Batman removes his mask. Wow. Okay, or we could do that. We could... I'm sorry, I'm I'm gonna need a minute here. She holds her head in her hands, muttering to herself. Well, of course it was Bruce all along. Stupid Selina. You've sold me out before. I won't, I promise. I'll never- Let me finish. I was hard on you too, in the good old days. But you're wrong. Those days have been over for a long time. 
you became something more than a thief, someone I can trust. And I became something more too. He holds up his mask. Like I said, I created this to carry out my promise, but also to hold back pain. Your parents? Yes. But I've realized that the mask is a double-edged sword. It can block good things too. It can keep me from taking care of the people important to me. If I'm going to honor my father and my mother's memory, I need to also live the life they died for. They would have wanted me to build a better Gotham. But I know that they'd want me to heal, too. Catwoman gently takes the mask from his hands. Of course, you also created this mask to scare the piss out of criminals. Yet you're right about it being double-edged. It ended up inspiring me. You showed me there was something better to do with my talent. Against all odds, you managed to rub off a little nobility on me. Then you're done with crime? I think we'll both have to see what we become. Together. Batman leans down. Catwoman rises to him. And they meet in a kiss. What is that scene from? That's a uh, good scene. We we put it out to the fans each week to write a piece of fan fiction based on this love ship. And this was written by at Colin Believes. And you guys both just read that amazing cult. Just saying. Thank you. That was very impressive. You guys have nice work, Colin. Oh my god, great, very nice, very nice, Colin. I I feel like I could talk to you guys for hours and hours, but I also don't want to keep you because I know you have lives. Um, (laughs) Is there anything else you guys wanted to say to the fans or talk about? You're you're both such legends. It's like if you guys wanted to come and talk about anything, you'd be. I I would love to come and play with you guys again. Absolutely, I miss you so much, and I do want to say something to the fans, and that is that. And I speak for both of us, Kevin, I want you to certainly say what you want to say, but we so appreciate what you, how you encourage us to continue to do what we were doing, making programming for people that cared about what it was that we had to say, quality programming that had an emotional content, not just fighty, fight, fight, fight. And, uh, and without you fans, we had no, we had no reason for doing what we did. So thank you all. I want to second that. Uh, Absolutely. This has all been for really the fans and the audience who've made it so worthwhile. And going to Comic-Cons is such an extraordinary experience because when you're a voice actor, you don't get that feedback that you get on stage and um, you don't get that juice. You know what I mean? And um, when I go to cons, that's where I get it. And the energy from the fans is extraordinary. (laughs) But the one thing I wanted to say to everybody right now during these very unusual times we're living through, um, I hear a lot from fans who are under enormous stress right now and are having a really rough time. We are all in this together. We really are. Everyone is being affected by this. And we need each other more than ever. We need our friends. We need our the love around us. It's, a, it's a more important now than ever that we help each other uh, because these are extraordinary times we're living through. So Truly. I'm thinking so about nice. all of you. Nice. That's beautiful. So, so beautiful. And, and by the way, you guys doing this um, and sharing your gifts 
when you do during this time is it's beautiful. I, so many people like, thank you for giving us this to listen to, to have connection with the people that they used to come to cons and meet us and get hugs and I know. get that I interaction. Know. So thank you both so much for giving up some time today sure. for the fans. Sure. You're both so extraordinary and brilliant. You really are. I hope you both know how important you are, how brilliant you are, how cherished you are. How, you're just both the loveliest human beings. And I, I'm so grateful to be in that circle with you guys. It's just, you're extraordinary. That's all. Thank, Thank you for being so on the Ship It Show, which is all about love, you know? Thank so great, you, so you guys. I'm so glad you're doing this thing. Thanks for asking us to play. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. I just think that was one of my, I say this every time, that was probably my favorite episode of the Ship It Show so far, although the other ones were just as amazing. This one was just, just really um, melted my heart. I know, right? It was beautiful. So meaningful. These shows, ah, it's so fun. What a, what a gift that we get to do this. And it's... Oh, this whole ship of love and what a great, great episode and amazing guests. We're so lucky. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did making it. You know what I forgot to ask though? Which side of the bed does Batman sleep on when Catwoman and Batwoman? I mean, okay, well, you know, you know, Batman and Catwoman. Okay, slow down. It's not a threesome episode. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, that's my that's my own personal shit. Yeah. Okay. And for everybody listening and watching. Make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel. Subscribe at the Ship It Show all across the internet. And uh, you can find our podcasts everywhere where you find podcasts, the Ship It Show.